0: Welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. We believe God wants to speak into your life through this message. If you're interested in knowing more about Celebration Church, you can visit our website at celebrationedmonton.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Celebration EDM. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this message.
1: We have two guest speakers. We always say guest speakers in church, but they're really not guest speakers. Um, they are family to Celebration Church. They've... Uh, just been a part of really helping with the direction of this church. Um, so if you don't like anything about this church, they're partially to br- blame, okay, it's not all. Um, anyways, but uh, no, it's, they're, they're, they've they they been just incredible. Um, mentors is such a weird word, but just, not mentors, people who just love our church and take care of us. You really, that's what you've done for me this this weekend. We've spent some time together. You're just taking care of us, just show me that, uh, I don't know. You just show me a lot of stuff. I can't really explain it, but that you guys are, have been just a, a great uh, loving partnership with our church that we've had with Relate Church. And um, they've really just helped guide and direct our pastors through good and bad times. And, and, um, and we're still, we're, we're much better today because of the relationship with John and Helen Burns that we've had over all these years and you're just such a great example by who you are. Um, it's, it's so much, it's, it's I, can't, I can't repeat a bunch of stuff that you've said to me over the years, but who you are speaks so much louder, both of you guys. Just how you treat people, how you love us, who you are off the stage is really, it's been such a special thing for, for me to watch as, as a, from a kid, so kind, of, kind of a kid to just an older, balder kid now, and uh, I'm just so thankful for you guys. So could, could you just help me by welcoming Pastor John and Helen Burns. It's such an honor to have you guys. We love you so much. Thank you.
2: Thank you, team. Thank you, church. You said you can't remember all the things or can't repeat all the things John said to you. I'm a little curious about that.
0: I could turn this on. It's more like you can't repeat them because you shouldn't. But I did teach him a little bit about golfing.
2: I wonder who taught who, Johnny.
0: So we golfed the last couple of days. And let me brag about Joel. On the eighth hole, he was putting for eagle. Which I can't remember the last time I was putting for eagle. It was like 10, 15 years ago. You got to be young and be able to hit the ball a mile to be able to do that. But he did get a birdie on the hole. And then you just need to talk to him later and ask him, who else got a birdie on that hole? And ask him, how old was the other guy? And then try to figure out the difference in age. It's like, he's twice your age? Uh, Pretty well. (laughs) Anyway, we had a great time. But uh, we love your church, love your pastors, Pastor Dennis and Leslie, if you're watching, love you. <laughs> and you're in charge. You are in charge. <laughs> the grandchildren let him know that yesterday. You're in charge. You're in charge of us now.
2: <laughs> That's good. We do but, love your church.
0: Yeah, and, w- you know, we've been here a number of times over the years, and I feel like I'm family. So if you would let me, let us, we'd like to talk to you like family, Okay. <laughs> So we'd like to say some things today that I I really hope will be imprinted in your life and on the people around you. That will make a difference because I don't know if there's ever been a more important time to say the kind of things that need to be said than right now. Uh, We've been through a season, haven't we? I don't know about you, but I I don't think there's ever been a season on the planet like this, definitely not in our lives like this, and it's just left us in, in a place where uh, we need to evaluate yep. what's really important. You know, we used to think that the church building was the church, and we couldn't do that all the time anymore, and it was kind of forcing us to realize, we're, we're no, uh-uh, the church isn't a building. It's people, and it's not just people gathered together in the same place. It's people that love each other. It's people that get to know each other. It's people that lean on each other. It's people that build the fabric of their lives together, woven together. And it's not just for those people that go to that church. It's for eternity. It makes a difference. And we, we really have learned some things. And um, it's been a difficult time in many, many ways But one of the the really challenging things that has defined this season for us and for others has been um, my wife. uh, I've never seen her hurt so bad in her life. And it's because her best friend of 35 years went to heaven unexpectedly. And it makes you stop and ask a lot of questions. It makes you listen. It makes you pay attention. I don't know if you know this, but the death rate is still 100%. (laughs) We're all gonna deal with stuff. But God has promised us us more than just these 80, 70, 80, 90 years, whatever it is. He's promised us eternity. And today is the only day you get. If I was to ask you what's the most, most important day of your life, it's today. It's today because you don't get a guarantee for any more. And today can change your world. Today is a day that God's given every one of us, gifted us as an opportunity to change the world. And so really the things that we wanna say are, they come from our hearts. We love you and if I could, I'd sit down individually with you and I'd, I'd, first of all, I'd listen to your story. And then I'd, um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'd speak into your life. And I'd say something. I'd pray that I'd say something that, that would make a difference. And I think we all can do that. And, but we don't get to do that with everybody today. But if you just allow us to pull up to your table, let's, let's just do that right now.
2: Feel a little tender as he brings up the... Uh... The Linda story, Linda came to your church often because she visited here often. She was my dearest and closest friend, and she knew everything about me. And I remember the day after she passed away. Like John said, it was very suddenly and unexpectedly. She had been in a car accident 10 days earlier, and we thought she was better and going to live the most amazing life, and we were going to enjoy it together. But when we heard the words that Linda went to heaven... And uh, you have a beautiful family here, part of your church family, the O'Neills. And uh, aren't they the best? And we saw them this morning again. And it's like a little piece of Linda. And she loved this place. Edmonton is where she came from when she moved to Vancouver. So driving here and being here over the weekend has been a very tender and beautiful time. But uh, I, like John said, it's um, never take for granted the moments that you have. And I think a lot of people in this season that will be identified as, you know, the pandemic, the COVID season. It's been a very identifiable, memorable time, but I've encouraged people over and over again, don't just wait it out. Make deposits, make investments, and make memories and moments count rather than just, can't wait for this is over. I get that. Last Sunday at Relate Church was the first time we were able to gather in 70 weeks. And uh, so that felt amazing that that could happen, just no end of tears, it's a long time to be separated and to be apart. And so though church was never closed, um, the building was. And uh, so it was pretty special to be in the building and worship together, so don't take for granted what God is doing. So we have three thoughts that we want to share with you, and if we were to put a title over our thoughts, it would be more than words. It's, you know, the most important word is the word of God. It is filled with hope. It is filled with promise. It is filled with story, the, the God's story. And we're all building a story. We're all building a life. But the words that you speak are louder than you know. And the words that you don't speak are actually louder than you know as well. Often the words left unspoken are really, really important that should have been spoken. And we'll speak into that today. And I want to just read to you a uh, Henry Nouwen quote, which I absolutely love. This, uh, I think, just encapsulates an opportune moment that we have right now. He writes, Community is first and foremost a gift of the Holy Spirit, not built upon mutual compatibility, shared affection, or common interest, but upon having received the same divine breath, having been given a heart set aflame by the same divine fire and having been embraced by the same divine love. It is the God within who brings us into communion with each other and makes us one. It consoles us with the revelation that God indeed does want to create amongst us the unity that we most long for. And as John said already, I can't remember a time where we've had to fight for unity ever. In my life, I'm 65 years old. I am officially a senior citizen as of my last birthday, which was pretty traumatizing. I'm not going to lie; it was like you know how when your parents became senior citizens, that's it—they're going to die any second now. You know, you just uh, you just think your parents are antique, and then all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're the parent, the age your parents were, and you think, oh yeah, they were really young. They were really young. (laughs) One thing I have discovered when I was 65, when I became 65, is I actually feel a lot younger and think I'm a lot younger than I thought. I would feel or think. So all of that to say, though, I've lived long enough to, to realize that in life there will be differences of opinion. There will be challenges. There will be, um, yeah, hard conversations and all the above. But, but it's what you do with those relationships that really will count for eternity. And I have uh, just full disclosure, this has been hard for me. I'm generally a very I get along with people great in general. I like people. I can, you know, I can get over a lot of stuff, but nothing has pressed me like this last 18 months, 16 months. From not just around a pandemic, you know, whether to wear masks, whether to immunize, whether or whatever, or, you know, presidential or racial things, and all of the above, it's never felt as divisive and as loud as it has felt lately. I personally had to break up with Facebook. It was just like I could not keep my salvation and be on Facebook at the same time. I don't know about you, but I just told you something about me. And and i felt like oh i have an opinion about that and i need to tell somebody what my opinion is and and i was getting more frustrated than ever and so for me this is what i'm going to be sharing with you today what we're talking out of this isn't somebody else who needs to hear it this is my story of growing in this last season of just deciding that that people are more important than opinions and issues. And, and are you here or are you there? Because if the devil gets us focused on what divides us, he wins. Right. But if, he, if the Holy Spirit, as it says here, it's, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, not built on mutual compatibility. Ouch, hallelujah. <laughs> it's not mutual compatibility. Do you agree with me? Okay, then I like you. That's not how we roll. We have to learn how to value people and build community. And we've never had an opportunity, in my opinion, like we have had recently. And I pray we come out of all of this so much better. And there is an urgency, as John said, that, that you know, words today, speak them today. Actually, it's not just this is the most important day. It's, this is the most important moment. Um, of your life. is what you do in this moment. And so we have three thoughts we should want to share with you. And I'm going to read some scripture because that's a good idea. And I like this. This uh, has preached to me a lot lately. Um, from the Passion Translation, Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3 says, so I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect. Everybody say perfect.
0: Perfect.
2: perfect. Whew, unity with one heart, one passion and united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and then you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. Be free from pride-filled opinions. That's another ouch hallelujah. Because in in the uh, Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 13, it says, where there is arguments, there is pride. Why didn't I read that a long time ago? I probably did, but I didn't pay attention to what it was telling me. And one day I'm reading that and go, oof, Thank you, Holy Spirit. (laughs) I know I needed that. So be free from pride-filled opinions or they will only harm your cherished unity. Yeah, the world is complex, but Jesus is still on the throne. The Holy Spirit is still speaking and leading us. So how we navigate is really, really important on how we build the future. And honestly, I don't think we as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ have ever had an opportunity like right now. When the world is in chaos, let your light shine in a way that is so beautiful because the Bible teaches us, Jesus said, by this will all men know that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. And if that was easy, church, everyone would love each other. It's work. It takes effort. Love, John always says it like this, love that doesn't cost you is just a feeling. It's an emotion. Love is costly. And the greatest cost we ever saw paid for love was what we just sang about. The love that Jesus showed us when he died on the cross. And
0: you'll never regret the price you pay when you speak words of love. And words are more powerful than anything else we have. You can't buy a gun more powerful than your words. And words are forever. You and I, we'll end up in the grave one day, but our words will keep on going. And so we need to really cherish what we, the opportunity we get. And here's the thing, if you wanna change the world, the, the, the best time to speak is right now, but the most profitable time is tough times. Mm-hmm. If, if everything's going good and you speak what's always been said, nothing changes. If everybody's comfortable and you speak comfortable, nothing changes. But if we're going through challenging times and you and I get to speak words that need to be said, and that's what we're gonna talk about, we can change the world. And I just don't want my, my life to be lived. I want it to be invested. To be lived, it's all about you. To be invested, it's all about others. Let's invest our lives. And we do it through words. So, There's three things we want to say about the words that we get to say in this crucial time, and it's more than words because it's about where it's coming from and what they do and what they accomplish. But number one is have the hard conversations. Have the hard conversations, okay? There are conversations that aren't easy. Those are the best. If it's easy, nothing changes, but if it's hard, that means it needs to be said, and there's things that have happened in our lives, and I, I almost don't want to use the word cancel, but you just can't cancel yesterday. You need to deal with yesterday, and there's some people in our lives that you can't just ignore, and so, so much. We, we, we do life where, where if you don't think the way I think, I'm just going to leave you behind and and go over here. And and there there are some people in your world that you don't have to deal with, okay? But there's others that God put into your life, and you need to have the tough conversations.
2: So I need to go back on Facebook again?
0: No. <laughs> I like you better off of it.
2: Good. Had a little bit of a problem with opinions.
0: But, yeah, you know, um, um, I, I don't know if you know this, but... We, We've had—I don't know how long it happened, how long ago it happened—but I call it the death of news.
2: Oh.
0: There's no news anymore; just opinions. Okay. But here's the interesting thing: what we've found also is we've never seen a younger generation more hungry for wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no lack of information or opinions, but 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 who would uh, you know? Who do I listen to? So when there's there's someone that's come along that you can trust, that's walked the walk, they're, they're leaning in like never before. And I just think the best times are ahead. This is opportune time. Do you know every great revival's come out of a great crisis? We just had the, the, the most general worldwide crisis. And so let's expect to have the, the greatest revival we've ever had. And, and, and revival's not coming from there coming from here so we get to allow God to use us so go ahead sorry I keep going off track
2: you would do whatever you need to do it's all good you sure it's great absolutely are you wearing lipstick <laughs> did you maybe kiss me earlier I don't know
0: no, I don't know it's this you this, didn't this, shave it's this, this Edmonton the Edmonton uh, moisture no <laughs> got my lips kind of
2: chapped <laughs> did you put lip chap on or yeah. that, oh that It's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Have the hard conversations. So how do you have a hard conversation? It starts with this thought. You have to value the relationship, the person, more than your opinion or the the issue. issue that you're facing, right? So how do you have it? And I love this thought. It says in John chapter 1, verse 17, that grace and truth came through Jesus. Or in the Passion Translation, it says, but Jesus, the Anointed One, unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. So it's speaking of lips. But it's like, I see it like truth and grace need to kiss. When they come together, then there is this, this strength of what can happen. If it's just truth, my opinion or my thoughts or whatever, or just the truth. If, you know, this is kind of like a, a simple example, but it's great. If I care about you, I'm going to tell you after you had a spinach salad, there is spinach in your teeth. But I'm going to say it in a way that is like, <clears throat> can I touch you for a second? There's spinach in your teeth. and it's in,
1: hey Yeah, I don't go, hey, teeth.
2: have you noticed? So it's still the truth, but I say it wrapped in grace. You don't need to shout it in a way that tells everybody. That's what's been happening. A lot of people are speaking their truth on public forums, but it's not in grace. It's opinion. It's what they think is truth. Well, it's my truth the way that I see it. Well, not everybody needs to see it unless it's wrapped in grace. And so I need those people in my life. If it's all truth, it becomes very harsh and legalistic. However, if it's all grace, it becomes a bit sloppy. You need both. I need it. I like people who love me enough to tell me the truth. Actually, Proverbs chapter 27 verse 6 says, you can trust a friend who wounds you with their honesty, but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. There is so much in Proverbs, particularly in Proverbs, about being a truth teller, but what a friend looks like is, it talks about even a word fitly spoken as like apples of gold in a setting of silver. The right time with the right message spoken from a heart that actually is filled with love. And so relationships will forever be the workshop of your life. Um, They are the greatest joy of life and the greatest challenge of life. But I know for me in my life, nothing is more important than have people. So I think about my friend Linda. We told each other the truth. She would have been like my safest person. If she's speaking truth, obviously John and I tell each other the truth. We have that as well. And and I think every marriage, man, do you need that. And in your families, when you're telling your children the truth, couch it in, in a spirit of grace. But to have a friend who will tell you what you need to hear, things you won't tell yourself, but you know, but will speak truth to you, but say it in a way that is so full of grace. Why? Because they love you and they care about you. It's not just, you need to know this, fix it. It's you need to know this because I know you can do better, and I'm praying for you, and I care
0: about you. The fact is, and I don't think everybody understands this, but we can disagree and move on and build a relationship. Like, I don't know about you, but, but the closest person in my life, I don't agree with everything. I'm always right, but... but- <laughs>
2: And so I, I don't agree with that. <laughs>
0: but. Like, we do not agree on how to drive. Um, and yet we're going in the same place.
2: Barely getting there alive, <laughs> mind you, but we are getting there.
0: But today, uh, I don't know what's wrong. Why, why can't we love each other in the face of not agreeing on everything? And yesterday is full of, of stuff that... that we don't agree about. And you just can't avoid somebody because they, they don't think the way you think. And I'm sure every one of us in this room can think of people we've been avoiding that we need to actually go and have that hard conversation, which often starts with grace. It's like with you know, for me, I, I, I'm not gonna set, you know, have the hard conversation with somebody that won't listen. Like if they have no ears to hear, I'm not, I'm not speaking. But often what opens their ears is that there's a little bit of grace first, you know, like why you love them. Why, what about their life is so amazing and so attractive? And all those things begin to open them up to the place where you can say, but, you know, I I have a challenge and help me with this. You know, we don't have to disagree on all of this, but let's move forward together. In, In other words, what I'm saying is, in this moment in, in history, we need to stop avoiding those hard conversations. And there's people in our life that we need to have the hard conversation with.
2: Okay, again, I just thought about something. This is again, uh, ouch, hallelujah, t- talking about myself, have not planned to say this, but there was somebody in, in recent months that has been particularly challenging for me. Um, someone I'm related to. Somewhat, not me. No, it's not you, but, but it was, it, it's been difficult. And I found that I'm not, I wasn't answering my phone. I was not <laughs> going and texting back right away. I had an attitude. And, I've, and there was something I had to work out within myself. And I, actually, there was a place that I probably needed to go silent for a little while, not avoiding completely, but knowing I needed to have this conversation, but have it at the right time. And in this, I sat with John and I said, you know me, you know what, this relationship, and you've known it as long as you've known me. And I want you to tell me if you think that I'm avoiding or if I'm doing this wrong. And you have the right to tell me, smarten up, pick up the phone today and do this. And I feel that that has been reconciled, but there was a season of very uncomfortable, someone that I would just always push through and, and, and fix it right away, but it needed a little bit of time to process. But one thing I did in the middle of it is I made myself accountable to someone who would call me out if I was not doing this right. Is that okay?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need to have those people in your world. Yeah. Those people that you can trust. Just be yourself. Sometimes it means just unloading all the junk. Yep. And is this, uh, I just need to um, just get this out. Don't judge me and then let it go.
2: I didn't say don't judge me, you get to. Yeah. But I just said, I, I knew that you would tell me the truth as a truth teller and, and, and say, okay, enough with this. Get on it. Play nice now.
0: <laughs> okay. So number two, the second thing that we need to use our words for in this moment is to have the unspoken but greatly needed conversations. Like what are the things that you've never said that need to be said? Okay, and I'm not talking about the things that are difficult from yesterday. I'm talking about the things that are great today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the people that you love, do they know you love them? Oh yeah, they know I love them. Have you told them? Have you told me have you told them lately that you love them? There's a song about that, right? I'm going to resist from singing it. It was my mom and dad's favorite song. Gonna sing it. Have <laughs> I told you I, lately? da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, <laughs> anyway, have you told him lately? Really, so simple, so important, so real. I've told this story here before, but it's, it's as poignant as you can get. Um, I was raised in a big family, got five brothers, five sisters. My dad never had a dad, never heard I love you, never heard I'm proud of you from him. And um, about 15 years ago, uh, I called him Father's Day and I said, what you're supposed to say? Happy Father's Day. You know, if you say what you're supposed to say, what you've always said, nothing changes. And he, he, he was really happy about that. Oh, thanks, John. And, but, but then I went past it and I said, but dad, um, I want to say something else. What? I just want to say that. I'm glad you're my dad. I love you. It was silence. Because we don't talk like that. It's like we, we, we know we love each other, but we never say those words. Why don't we say the words? Anyway, his crackling voice comes back, you know, silence. And then this crackling voice says, I'm glad you're mine too. I love you too. (laughs) Changed the world. I never left his presence after that without him telling me, do you know how proud of you I am? Do you know that I love you? Not just me, but my brothers and sisters. How many people in our world, how many kids are dying to hear I'm proud of you? Literally, I love you. How many parents, how many friends, how many words are going to go to the grave with us? One of the things I think about her friend Linda, I have never met anybody that has gone to heaven that I could say, I don't think she left any words unspoken. You never left her presence without her telling you again how much she loves you. But you already told me that. Say it again. And again, and again. Why? Because you don't get forever. But your words are forever. They'll outlive you. And I'm sure they'll make a bigger difference for eternity than all the Nobel Prizes. Than all the gold medals. Simple little things called words. Mm -hmm. So what are the words that you haven't said that need to be said? Mm -hmm. Maybe again. Every day, wake up, thinking of how you can make a difference that day. The privilege you have that day to use every word and invest them.
2: So the secret is you'd never close your lips to somebody you've opened your heart to. Go ahead and say what needs to be said. There's a weight that, you, that is carried in that way. And I will just say this on behalf of leaders and pastors everywhere, John and I have been in contact with dozens and dozens of pastors globally, and they're doing it tough. And a lot of countries have not had the freedoms that even you've experienced here in Alberta. Um, And I know for us, even it's the first time we've been able to do what we've been able to do since about March the 10th or something, 2020. And so much criticism, so much opinion, many pastors that are like, I can't do this anymore, I'm gonna quit. And many have in in record numbers, because they feel like they're failing because if the metrics aren't there, if we don't have people in the building, if we don't have offerings like we used to, if we don't have salvation and see all these things that often has been a sense of we're doing a good job. They've got a lot of opinions, a lot of people told them what they thought what they were doing wrong, but they forgot to tell them thank you for leading us through a very tumultuous time. And I think this is an opportunity like never before to thank leaders, thank, thank your pastors, thank the healthcare workers, thank the teachers and leaders, thank your premier and, and whoever, pray for them. Um, it's, everybody can be a critic, but I would rather be known for being somebody. Who is is someone who opened their heart with a lot of kindness in it and, and spoke great words. And, and I I've been very honest with you in saying that some of those things have challenged me, it surprised me, some of the things that I've felt. Because I'm walking through something I've never walked through, but I walked through before, but I know this. Kindness opens up a human heart. Criticism will always close a human heart. It's easy to be a critic. And we have a rule in our, in our family that. Do not come to me with a problem unless you have prayed about and thought about a solution that could remedy the situation. It's easy to see what's wrong, but how about looking for what's right and then expressing our thanks for it and and giving encouragement.
0: So all the parents in the room, let me give you a little tip. Um, You can help your children become the person that they want to be. In other words, you can help them develop their personality. And your personality is really just all of the way you think. And as a child is growing, he's forming ways of thinking, and the ways of thinking that become the superhighways. This is putting it very, you know, simple. Become, you know, build his personality. You know how you build the highways? How you help that child build the highways? One of the best things. It's it's called it's it's called nerves. Okay, you actually help him develop those superhighways. It's, it's to immediately give them positive feedback on all the good things. So immediately, as fast as possible, when they do something that's really kind, tell them how great they are, how wonderful they are. That was so kind. You are so amazing. As, you know, as compared to um, a lot of parents, it's like, you're so tall. They did nothing to get tall, okay? Give them feedback on, on what they chose to do. And, and that's just part of saying those things. Number three, the third thing, It's prophecy, okay? Take this opportunity to prophesy. A lot of people think prophecy is just for the preachers. No, it's for every Christian. If you're born again, if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says, Paul says, I wish you all could prophesy. He wouldn't say that if you couldn't. You can. And what prophecy is, is speaking about the future. It's actually calling the future into your life. God in in Romans 4, 17, it talks about he's the one who speaks of those things that are not as though they were. Yeah. It's calling the destiny into your life. Yeah. And you, our words are so powerful when we, along with the Holy Spirit, speak into someone's life what God's already planned for their life. We're all born with destiny. There's destiny on the inside of every single one of us. And when someone says something that lines up with that destiny, something comes alive. It's called the principle of resonance. And that thing that comes alive on the inside of us, you can't unhear it. It forever changes you. Yeah. And we get to do that. We get to be that to someone's life. And I'll tell you the most exciting thing possible is to be used by God yeah. to change a life. Yeah. And so, be excited to say something. Be be looking forward to speak something into someone's life that's going to change their life. You can always tell if it's if it's actually hitting the mark, because you, some some touch their heart. Usually, it's dripping down their face. But some's touch their heart. We get to do that. I love that. That's my most that's, that's the most exciting thing possible for me. I love this getting to speak to lots of people. But I must admit. Um, Like last night, you know, we're driving home with Joel and his wife, and and uh, uh, we we had one of those conversations. He, you know, Helen said to me, "So, so what do you see for Joel, and Alicia, in ten, in, in you know, in in ten years?" And I think it was Jessica, right? Yes. Jess. This started right away. I knew something was happening, and you know, so I spoke into their life, just the future of their life, and. Um, And and then I told him, I said, you know why we came? And I'm really excited about golfing. I'm really excited about preaching to all of you. But that's why we came. I wanted to get to speak into your life. You're gonna change the world. You are changing the world. But you'll never do it without that woman. Something inside of you comes alive. That's what prophecy does. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 tells us that we'll all give an account for every idle word. You know what an idle word is? It's a useless word, it's a wasted word, it's a non productive word. Don't just speak any old words, spend time with God. You know, in the car, Helen asked me, "So, John, what do you see for the next ten years?" Well, I had to stop because I, I'm not going to let my head talk. I want my heart to talk, and you know what? Your heart can talk. You speak to those kids of yours. There's going to be opportunities when you tuck him, you tuck them into bed at night, and you tell them what you see. You are so amazing. I see a man of God. The other day, we were with one of our nephews, his young son, I think he's about eight, and and I said to him, River, you know, when your dad was your age, he looked just like you. I used to say to him all the time, when you get older, you're going to be a preacher and a prophet. And I think it's gone on to the next generation. And now it's, it's you. I see that in you. I can see his eyes. Words that, that will never be forgotten. We get to be part of that. Don't let somebody else, you don't wait for somebody else. Use, use those opportune times and look for them. Wake up every day thanking God for another day, for another opportunity. And then don't avoid the tough conversations, those are the good conversations. You don't change the world with easy conversations. You change the world with tough conversations, but you do it with love. It's called grace and truth. And then what are the things that haven't been said that you need to be said again and again? Like Linda, she's one of the best examples I know. Her son-in-law was telling me I never left the house without afterwards Linda coming running outside, stop. Just wanted to tell you how much I love you again. It's just real. And then take the opportunities to speak into those lives around you. Okay, If there's somebody you love and they know it, then you have an opportunity. Let the Holy Spirit use you. You can change the world. So Helen, can you pray? There's people in here that right now that I just think, I, I know hearts are touched, okay? And I know some are thinking, I, I can't avoid that anymore. Some are thinking of those that I need to just tell them one more time, or maybe I've never told them. Or maybe it's just God used me. I see that life and I've, I, I've never really told that person how, what I really see. Can we pray?
2: Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this moment. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. We open our hearts to you and say, speak to our hearts the power of your word that has fruit for eternity. We don't wanna waste these opportunities. And God, I just sense today that hearts have been pricked by your spirit to perhaps say, I love you, or I forgive you, or please forgive me. To speak prophetically, hope-filled words. And so God, just in the miracle of this moment, would you just come and speak to our hearts those words that you would have us say to others. And God, I'm mindful too that sometimes we need to just declare those words over ourselves. We forgot who we are. And we need to remind ourselves of the wonder of who you've created us to be. God, I pray that we would be so fruitful in this season. God, that we would plant those seeds, those words that bring life and bring hope. And God, they will live on beyond us and carry such fruitfulness into the generations to come. God, though there is an expiry date on every one of our lives, there is not an expiry date on your words and your promises. And God, we will live on forever, but those words will too. And so God, I speak just right now, just a determination and a willingness in our hearts to be obedient to your prompting and to do what you ask us to do. I bless everyone here today. I bless this beautiful church family. And I thank you, God, for what you are doing, that they are going from strength to strength and from glory to glory. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. Just keep your heads bowed for a minute. If you're here and you've never begun the most important relationship, the one that goes on forever and ever and ever, where you've invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life, come into my heart. Take your rightful place. I want to know you more and more and more. Then today's your day. I'd love to pray a simple prayer for you. I believe the most important thing you can ever do in life is to say yes to Jesus. So if you've never done that, now's your time. I'm gonna invite everybody in the room to pray this simple prayer. If you've never prayed it, just pray it with us. If you're online, just pray this prayer. Wherever you are, Jesus is there. Let's talk to him together. Everyone say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe in you. I
2: believe in you.
0: You died on that cross. You died on that cross because you loved me.
2: Because you loved
0: me. And right now,
2: and right now,
0: I open my heart. I open my heart. I want you. I want you to be my Lord. To be my Lord. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Take your rightful place. Take your rightful place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God you. bless you. We love you.
1: Thanks for listening with us today. If you enjoyed it, check out more messages like this at CelebrationEmonton.com or on the Celebration Church mobile app. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you
0: can give on our website at celebrationemonton.com. Come back next week to hear another great message.